Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. We're a hot mess inside a dumpster fire inside a train wreck. Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel, $750, Cheeseman. And I'm Chad. I'm never watching another debate in my life, so watch. Yeah, you are. And on this week's show, LinkedIn has stories. Indeed flexes. Career builder wipes away a text kernel. And iSims gets a fresh coat of paint. It's October, and this election has me scared as hell. We'll be right back after we stand down and... Man, just shut up. Sovereign Parser is the most accurate resume and job order intake technology in the industry. The more accurate your data, the better decisions you can make. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. It's the end of the world as we know it. Dude, sick and tired of being locked down. The Titans and Steelers game is postponed because of COVID. Indians eliminated. Swept by the Yankees. Baseball doesn't exist right now. The debates Uh. were not a debate, fucking Trump. But kids, kids, there, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. What? The Chad and Cheese. That's right. What? Right? The, the Chad and Cheese are bringing the season of giving. Tell me more. Early. Yes. This this thing we're calling a beer drop where Ooh. you, fine listener, you, fine listener, can come to Chad Cheese.com slash free. We're going to have a bunch of other things, too. Uh, and you can register to get beer sent to your front door one lucky listener one winner per month we are going to curate we're going to think about this we're going to taste and we're going to send you the best beer and where where do i go to do that chad chadcheese.com <laughs> slash free that's chadcheese.com slash free we got a fine Oktoberfest with someone's name on it for this month I we're gonna wait. we're gonna go Oktoberfest. <laughs> so seasonals excited. so exciting so exciting and guess what what t-shirts are in that's right kids. that's right version 2.0 of the chad and cheese t-shirt yes sponsored by our buddies at emissary are in so yes if you want beer and a chance at a free t-shirt head on out to chadcheese.com backslash free 
We're givers, Joel. We, we are givers. Are givers. And that being said, <laughs> shout outs. Shout outs. So Jackie Clayton, you know her from Hiring yes. Solved. Remember, she got she yeah. got the, her and Jeremy both. Unfortunately, were downsized. But Jackie is the is now yeah. the DEI strategist over at Seekout. Anoop, yeah. our buddy Anoop, he knows good people when he sees them. Now. <laughs> Hiring Solve alum Jeremy Roberts Jeremy and Roberts. Jackie Clayton are reunited. And uh, it sounds like a coup. So good. Sounds like a coup. And knowing Jeremy, he's getting a referral bonus, a finder's <laughs> fee, and probably a steak dinner for uh, for getting Jackie in the door there. So but no, that's good. Good things happen to good people, and damn it, Jackie and Jeremy, you go. More of a smackdown than a shout out. Last year, mm-hmm. Wells Fargo's two, 2019 income was near $20 billion. And back then, the CEO and President Charles Scharf said, I quote, Wells Mm -hmm. Fargo is a wonderful and important franchise that has made some serious mistakes. And my mandate, this is Charles, is Mm -hmm. to make the fundamental changes necessary to regain the full trust and respect of all stakeholders. Then... Mm-hmm. Sharf's dumbass drops a memo with uh, it that actually says, quote, while it might sound like an excuse, it does, Charles. The unfortunate reality is that there is a very limited pool of black talent to recruit from, end quote. So I'm going to go back to that $20 billion in income and you want talent to just fucking appear. You want government <laughs> to provide you with a program and welfare, governmental welfare to fill your talent gap. And my message to Wells Fargo is fuck you. This is ridiculous. (laughs) I'm going to do a 180 and give a shout out to the new Borat movie that's coming. Oh Oh my God. Oh my God. It's the end of 2020 with Borat. Yeah. It looks like it's going to be it's going to be an Amazon prime exclusive coming Sweet. out pretty pretty soon but yeah if you uh if you remember the 2006 film you knew that 2020 would be a perfect time for a new borat and god damn it it's it's coming new borat on amazon very nice gotta be stoked gotta very be nice. stoked a uh, big shout out to James Bocher. You might remember him as uh, the head of Righteous Gelato. I know I, Bocher, because I hardly know her. I love his gelato. You remember this guy, right? I mean, the Righteous Gelato was listed in the top of course. 400 fastest growing companies in Canada for the second year in a row. And they are coming south, baby. That's right. As soon what? as they Hell lift yeah. the COVID border issues, nice. I guarantee you we're going to have some some righteous shit down here in the u.s very nice very nice eh uh shout out to adam chambers oh. our favorite our favorite leprechaun actually can you call irish leprechauns is that racist i don't know adam let, let us know and, yeah. and any of our irish listeners is is leprechaun racist um question adam chambers god bless him on linkedin the dude has no filter uh <laughs> announced announced that he had quote an actual uh, an actual real legitimate client finally <laughs> So, Adam, thank God for you and your transparency. Good luck with that new client. Hopefully, you can get some more new clients or real clients there in Ireland. Because apparently, if you don't have Irish customers, it's hard to get Irish customers. (laughs) Go figure. 
Uh, shout out to Dev Skiller, List Babies Lists. That List. right, that, that's like right. It. Dev Skiller's International Podcast Day List. Man. Only listed four podcasts, and one of those what? podcasts was the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, stop. We were we were we were in the final four. Yeah, in the final four. Nice. Jason Banks, who we might have known a few weeks ago, actually, he made a list. Yeah. Uh, he was teasing us because he knows we're suckers for lists, and he said that he's thinking about creating a top Chad and Cheese podcast list. We could call it a playlist, maybe of our podcasts. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of podcasts to go through. Uh, <laughs> dude needs a life if he's going to go through our shit. 550 plus podcast guys. Oh, Chad knows everybody. Chad knows. Uh, shout out to Joanne Lockwood, friend of the show and yeah. uh, just a good, good person. Uh, she wrote an article in the Scotland Herald, which I'm sure is a legitimate uh, publication in Scotland uh, about uh, how meritocracy needs to be busted. Um, if you haven't checked that out, go search Google for Joanne Lockwood. Scotland Herald meritocracy or any any combination of those words, you'll probably find it. Big shout out to her. Good people. That's right, Jim Stroud. Read it. Understand it. Uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, big shout out to Matt Baxter. Remember the Hell CEO yeah. of uh, of Wedge or, or Wedgie? Wedgie. Yeah, that's right. He interviewed me on his podcast. Everybody has a fucking podcast these days. Uh, episode dropped this week and they just received a million dollars in funding. So who knows? Matt might be bringing Wedgie to firing squad. Did you get a metaphorical Wedgie on the show? Did he? Who wouldn't? <laughs> Funny story offline I'll tell you about wedgies. Um, okay, so uh, shout out to Sebastian Dominguez. Is there a cooler name than Sebastian Dominguez? Sounds like a Disney character. Yeah, something like a prince. I don't Beauty know. Beauty and the Beast? Uh, Talent.com's, uh, another friend of the show, oh. uh, their new VP of sales, mm-hmm. who they got from Indeed. So, wow, Smart. good on you. Coaching from Indeed Smart. for your VP of sales. Nice, yeah. nice work, Talent.com. Formerly Nouveau. Nouveau. Shout out to Talent Talks. So uh, Jovio has this video series called Talent Talks, uh, which the host is Jen Terry Tharp. We know her. Uh, she's been on the podcast. She'd spent 20 plus years over at AT&T. She knows her shit. And mm-hmm. for some reason, she had me on. We actually uh, recorded two episodes because we were drinking and we went over time. And so we did two episodes instead. But those are going to be coming out in the next uh, week or so. So look at the socials. I don't know. Maybe if you're using Chad and Cheese in your pocket, we might actually send them there. Go. Uh, another event with a, a friend of the show. The Global HR Tech Virtual Symposium. Yes, that's a mouthful. October 6th, Jobvite will be presenting uh, information about, you know, really intelligent stuff. Uh, October 6th, Global HR Tech Virtual Symposium. They need a new branding campaign, which we'll be talking about those later in the show. Yeah, maybe just a copywriter. Big shout out to Madison Butler. We dropped a podcast this week called Stop Hiring Racists. She's she's been uh, the target of some crazy shit because she's yeah. a black woman speaking her mind and some people just don't like that. But dude, you know that that whack Trumper chick who did like a thirty five minute video calling mm-hmm. her out as like a bully. Yep, yep. Yeah, she did a second one, a second thirty five minute. Oh come on, <laughs> who has time for that shit, dude? <laughs> 
as if we weren't jealous enough that somebody <laughs> had a hater that would commit an an hour <laughs> yeah. of of just trashing them. Like, come on, man, we, we've been doing this for twenty years and no one has done a YouTube trashing. Oh. Of of me or you or the both of us, so I'm I'm totally jealous of of Maddie B. So crazy, good, good on her. So anyway, you can check that out. It's called Stop Hiring Racists on ChadCheese.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Shout out to uh, I'm going to say this incorrectly. Our LASIK five huh? uh, left a review for us on uh, I think iTunes. Uh, it was it was very complimentary, but oh, shit. it'd been in the business for 26 years and had just discovered the show. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. But we're glad that we can keep you laughing. Uh, we'll keep talking if you keep uh, listening. Better late than never, kids. Better yep, late than yep, never. Yep. Uh, you got any more? Shout out. Let's highlight the Chad and Cheese in your pocket. If you haven't yet, folks, Yes. text CC, that's letter C and C, to 833-799-0321. Also, shout out to Adzuna. We talked about Beer Drop earlier. Adzuna is making it all possible, helping us get the country drunk one drinker at a time. Thanks, Adzuna. And lastly, a big shout out to Shaker Recruitment Marketing. Yes! Chadandcheese.com is getting a new paint job. Uh, Shaker's helping us with it. And we really needed the help because after looking at the mock-ups, it is quite a bit nicer on the eyes than uh, than the than the blinding yellow uh, that you get at this site right now. So big shout out to them for just being a, a awesome team, uh, committing to a bunch of knuckleheads. Thank you. I'm tearing up right now. Thank you, Shaker Recruitment Marketing. I feel like we Thank should you. give them a trophy or something. like <laughs> he, The Keegan Award, the Keegan uh, Humanitarian Award goes to. And that being said, great job by Shaker. Again, we haven't been doing events. They've been they they've been there. We've been doing all these digital events. A couple yeah. once again, October seventh. Look on the socials. We've got uh, the HR Hackathon, HR Tech Investor Panel. I'm going to be on with a, a bunch of different investors, asking mm-hmm. them why they pick the ones that they pick. Why are you give money to who you give money to, and then. October 27th at 2 p.m. Eastern time. It's Friendly Discourse Round 2, baby. Nice. The topic is remote workers deserve less. Jim will defend Facebook's docking employee pay when they move from away from Silicon Valley and yeah. citing of the uh, cost of living adjustment while I call bullshit. So it should be a good time. Once again, October 27th. And if you're not getting our emails, come to chadcheese.com. All you got to do is go into the, the contact form, get into the email list, or again, Chad and Cheese in your pocket, text CC to 833-799-0321. Powered by Emissary. Let's get to the news, shall we? Stop it! Text Colonel, career builder, Holy hell, you did the shred on this one. What's going on? Okay, so quick question. Can you imagine <laughs> just how fucking happy Text Colonel is right now to be away from the biggest dumpster fire in our industry? <laughs> 
I don't know. I'd feel a little bit like a tennis ball uh, with the way that they've been been bounced around. And now they get to go to what a private equity company, Main Capital Partners. Yeah, but they're out of Amsterdam. Yeah, I mean, out. it's kind of different. Yeah. They're nice. They're <laughs> nice private equity company. No, now I was trying to remember. Did the Tex Kernel CEO founder leave when they sold to Career Builder? Because my memory serves that he was gone. Or that he bounced. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember. Are you talking about when they did the sixty percent buy, or are you talking about the full buy? Yeah, the full, the full deal. I feel like he uh, he left uh, the company. So anyway, yeah. I mean, th- to me, this is more about Career Builder just being a shit show than it is, you know, Text Kernel. Although we've we've heard more rumblings about Text Kernel being a meh technology uh, since this deal happened. Well, um, the, the deal in itself is is pretty much the same kind of deal they did with MZ, right? I mean, they said, we're still friends, we're going to continue to work together and all of that shit. But if TextKernel and MZ were so damn strategic, why sell them off? We've been talking about the garage sale that is CareerBuilder for a long time. Um, and they probably rejoiced when someone came along with a check to, to take TextKernel away. And in our last week's show, we talked a lot about the smoke show uh, that was CareerBuilder's published $300 million investment in, in technology, which to me, as, I, as I've thought about this a little more, just it just feels like lip service to current customers in the hopes that they keep using CareerBuilder um, they can keep milking this cow for as long as they can while in, while in the back room, they're making deals selling off the actual properties because career builders probably getting calls from people saying, yeah, this job posting thing is fun, but there's all this cool tech out there and we're looking at other options. And so they come out and say, wait a minute, we're going to dedicate 300 million over the next three years <laughs> in hopes that you stay a customer for the next three years that we can impress you with our with our tech savvy. And it just feels like it's a total play to make customers stay on for as long as possible. Yeah, and what they cited in the actual press release, as, as we'd said uh, on last week, I think it was last week's podcast, mm-hmm. it was all just bullshit table stakes. Everybody's already doing that stuff. Good job, career builder, way to catch up. You, you're, yeah. you're now at the starting line while everybody is on lap 500. I, I don't know. It's a freaking mirage. I think they're they're just changing from normal duct tape to sparkly duct tape. I mean, that's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah. And then quick reminder for those who don't think Career Builder is doing this, uh, quick refresher here. In, in August, Career Builder sold its stake in, I'm going to mispronounce this, Careera.gr, a top three site in Greece. Uh, February, it offloaded its candidate background check division, CBES, to competitor accurate background. So, they're selling the shop, folks. Everything's for sale. It is. And, you know, we've been hearing rumors of Broadbean being, you know, not just on the blocks, but actually in the process of being sold. Yep. That's not a surprise. Uh, but to be quite frank, the only thing I think that you could buy, not the tech. I mean, it's the portfolio, right? Well, right. We talked about uh, Broadbean partnering with a couple programmatic solutions, yeah. right? So instead of building it yourself, let's just partner with somebody until we sell this thing uh, so that we can have programmatic. But well, they clearly would have built the thing themselves with the $300 million that they're posed, apparently uh, investing in tech. Instead, they're partnering with folks, uh, which again, they're going to sell Broadbean the first, the first chance that they get. 
But I mean, this is a, this is, I don't want to call it a Trojan horse, but it's almost kind of like a Trojan horse. If you think of it from Jovio's standpoint, which is one of the programmatic partners, Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, let's just start, you know, sucking some of those customers over here into the programmatic side of the house. And, uh, when they do die and go away, you know, who are they going to turn to? Yeah. Who's the other, is it, is it Recruitix and Jovio? Uh, yeah, I think there was a couple of them. Yeah. Jovio, I'm sure, is being pretty smart about the partnership and probably tracking things pretty well. Well, that being said, uh, Isom says, uh, allow myself to reintroduce myself. <laughs> yeah, I loved your take of the, uh, the the midlife crisis for a tech company that's 20 <laughs> years old. That was great. That was great. So new logo. It's very uh, not. I mean, the, the other one was like a big script eye with Sims, like it's what the Sims is, but just the eyes there, they have the mm-hmm. pretty blue that everyone's using the little dot to sort of uh, the metaphorical person to sort of humanize the logo. They got a new website, which has lots of cool cloudy images, which is nice. What else did you take away from the the, the redesign and the, the reboot? Yeah, I, it, it is a question between, you know, the midlife crisis, little red Corvette rebrand versus something they should have done a, a long time ago. Yep. Overall, at this point, they have 4,000 customers, for God's sakes. You That's know, a lot. They, they had a, a, th- this really fun wispy logo that was going on and now they have a new one that is really solid foundation wise that yeah. pretty much says hey we're, we're here to kick your ass so it's it more like the, the dad that's been driving a minivan for 10 years <laughs> and the kids go to school so he buys a porsche yeah. and gets a new uh, gets a new look yeah new hair gel and some uh, some cool jeans You've got to remember that until recently, most of the people in leadership have been there since the start. Yep. So most of this is really near and dear to them. And I mean, that's got to be sure. fucking hard, right? I mean, you're you're pushing away things that you created. You know, that's got to be part of the heartstrings piece. So th- there's been some change in leadership. So I think overall, from a brand standpoint, and then also a tech acquisition um, they have Vista Partners. I mean, dude, they are in the catbird seat when it comes to M and A. Yeah, they got a new friend who said, "You know, dude, that minivan is comfy and it's uh, responsive, and the seats are you know, like." But this Porsche is pretty nice, man. Let's take this out for a drive. Take this out for a drive. I will say also, uh, I was I was curious uh, what would happen to the mascot. You know, Ike, right? Yep. Ike, Ike, the uh, the bird, which has been prominent for so long. I thought, yep. is Ike going to be around? So they have Ike Bot. Did you see this? Yeah. So their uh-huh. their little bot is now Ike, and Ike. Ike has kind of went from a fun uh, bird you want to play with to sort of an angry bird that you don't want to like mess with. Um, and I will say from a technology standpoint that the chatbot is a lot more of a, a tennis playing, uh, you know, where you sort of click what you want to do and it tells you like, so as opposed to an actual conversation. So I got to think if they're not looking at the conversational AI players to sort of upgrade that Ike bot, they might want to be doing that in the near future. Might be happening. I'd like to say that Ike is very near and dear to my heart. My yeah. little girl, Emma, who's not a little girl anymore. She's in fucking college. She has three upstairs and they probably span over the last maybe 15, 10, 12, 15 years uh, going to events and getting the new Ike. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's I can understand the change, but this, I think, is a good change. 
Yeah, my three-year-old has an Ike as well, so it's near and dear to my heart also. And hopefully they... <laughs> Hopefully they'll still have a few a few stuffies and f- warm and fuzzies at the uh, the conference circuit when the world world opens back stay up. Stay fun, Isam. Stay fun. Stay fun, Isam. Stay foolish. <laughs> uh, speaking of foolish, just kidding. Uh, Phenom is in the news. So is is this really a big story? I mean, because I haven't heard anything from Phenom in so long. It was like a knee jerk reaction for yeah. me to dig into this, and and they got like thirty million dollars eight months ago and then they they like went silent so i mean do you think this is something that's big uh i don't think on its face is big this isn't okay. you know uh glass door getting acquired or anything well big for them yeah like it's another automation play right like everybody wants to be soup to nuts we're gonna do it all uh and, and this is another play toward that so my my ally uh, for those who don't know, automates email-based interview scheduling, uh, which is obviously uh, complements Phenom's uh, functionality of their chatbot, the email, they have SMS as well. So the, the scheduling time obviously helps automate that whole process. Now, why they didn't go by our buddies at good time. Um, so we <laughs> so we could have played some dynamite sound bites is beyond me. But hey, good time will get bought eventually uh, and we'll be able to play the sound bite. But my ally apparently... Uh, they claim that they're doing, they're doing scheduling of over 20,000 interviews per month. So mm-hmm. they clearly know what they're doing. Uh, probably a lot of bootstrap stuff. It was on the cheap. They needed scheduling, which you tout quite a bit. It's obviously a pain in the ass to schedule interviews. Yeah. So not a huge deal. It's just another step that everyone's trying to be the all-in-one platform. And uh, Phenom is in the game. Okay, so here, here's here's my only comment when it comes to this. Because... Phenom has been talking about uh, a single platform experience for a while. They have, haven't they? This is something I can get behind. There's no question. They, they've said that they have this email capability, but was this just better than what they had? Were they white labeling somebody else? Which, I mean, overall, that's not a single platform experience. Yeah. Um, was the tech better? Did, was it an aqua hire? I mean, this to me, it didn't make sense. Unless it was something they really just didn't do well. It just, they were really shitty at it. And they were like, hey, we need to fill this hole and it's a good time. Yeah. And it it smells a little bit like uh, outreach and launchpad from a week ago or two weeks ago where, you know, you have these these tech startups, uh, you know, very few employees, you know, the economy has gone to shit. They're, they, it's hard to get customers or they're losing customers. So then it's like, what the hell do we do? Let's call up somebody who might write us a check. Bingo, bam, you know, you're sold and now you're an employee somewhere else and, and they just grab your tech. So, yeah, scheduling, I'm sure, is is a challenge that's uh, not easy to replicate. And if these guys had it done right and the price was right, you know, Phenom, why not? And I think we're going to continue seeing more of this, you know, companies with some VCs with the VC saying like, hey, let's go mm-hmm. spin because, there, you know, there are a lot of companies on the clearance rack. I think we'll see a lot more of these deals through, you know, this year and next year. Those types of acquisitions are the ones that make me say, wait a minute, I thought you already did that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Were they bullshitting us? Was it vaporware? Was it, was it white labeling? What the fuck was it? A lot of, a lot of companies put Heinz ketchup in the crock pot and call it chili, (laughs) right? But it's not chili. So (laughs) You know, they call it that, but it isn't. So they have to they have to go someone with some actual uh, actual beef 
and beans and onions and real ingredients. And and not pasta. And not pasta. You don't put noodles in your fucking chili, people. It's not how it's done. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Let's take a break and uh, we'll talk noodles maybe after uh, a word from Jobvite. Jobvite, the leading end-to-end talent acquisition suite. Named a leader in ATS, recruitment, marketing, CRM, and onboarding on G2. Kim B says Jobvite is a user-friendly, passionate enterprise team that takes care of you. Jolly good. Jeffrey R says candidates are constantly telling us we get it right compared to other orgs. Love that. Results driven by AI. Connections built by humans. Jobvite. Learn how you can evolve your TA function at jobvite.com. Jolly good. Tally ho. To me, chili's a win-win. Noodles, no noodles, like Texas, Cincinnati, like it's uh, a win-win. Yeah. I, well, first, I want to say thanks to uh, Adam Gordon because he thought tally ho was actually a much better <laughs> word to use. So, <laughs> and, what, and then you had the Spock meme of Spock from Star Trek. <laughs> Tally ho. That was pretty good. That's good good. shit. That's good shit. So LinkedIn ads stories. Okay. I've got, I've, I just got to get this out. This is first catfishing starts. And now this, you, you got, I mean, literally you got to be fucking kidding me. A professional network, which is devolving by the day. I go back to our interview with Madison Butler, who, like I, like we said, had like 40,000 followers or something like that. And she's totally getting hosed by racist comments on LinkedIn every day. We've talked about people using LinkedIn like Tinder, fake accounts, catfishing. Dude, what the fuck is going on over there? Oh, my friend. Oh, my friend, the, the, the Kool-Aid is still is still tasty. Uh, I, <laughs> those issues have nothing to do with the tech and the reach and all that good stuff. I know they have their problems. Do you think this is going to help stories? Uh, define help. Is it going to help engagement? Yeah. I mean, look, there's a whole generation of kids and we're two old white guys, right? There's a generation of people that grew up with Snapchat and Instagram and now use TikTok and if LinkedIn doesn't do things like add stories, they're going to be left behind. They're just going to be this site that is Facebook light and no one's going to care from a younger generation standpoint. So I get that I get that you and I may not be that excited about it. But if I'm a 24 new grad, I'm probably posting stories more than I am an article that I saw, you know, on ERE or something. So. Yeah, we can argue it, but I, I think that uh, you know, based on their their early testing, they launched early in uh, testing in France and Brazil and some other places. I mean, they've had millions of stories, tons of engagement. I mean, I I'm keeping a, a look on it with with from my app, and there's some decent engagement. I mean, it's a little bit Facebook and Instagrammy, like people haven't quite figured out that it's sort of a professional spin on what stories should be, and I think they'll eventually get that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how you could just rip into stories. Uh, when I think a younger generation, that's how they think of social media. It's like, let's make cute videos with filters and give me dog ears and put stickers on my shit. It like, almost feels like they're just throwing shit at the wall, though. I mean, they had the uh, v- audio voice messaging. I mean, it's just like all the things that they're adding is like they're just throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks. And maybe it is. Maybe this is like just a big R&D a B test. Who the fuck knows, right? But yeah. overall, 
if if they want to become a Facebook, right? The, the thing that really distinguishes them from Facebook is the the workplace connections, the ability to expand from a career standpoint to do those different things, right? And I understand that you know different generations do it different ways, uh, but I really feel like that is devolving and it's becoming more like Facebook. And if it does become more like Facebook, will the rules and just the the way that people use it become more like Facebook. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, and Facebook did not invent stories, right? Facebook totally copied Snapchat, oh. who popularized it, threw it on Instagram, which is yeah. a more appropriate platform. Um, so to me, it's like, let's do what the young kids are doing and create, you know, create a technology. Otherwise, we're going to get left behind. So, um, yeah, I, I, I guess you could poo poo stories, but I think they're here to stay. And I think that, you know, they'll probably skew younger. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not going to poo poo it. Um, you know, they have seven, 706 million users globally and they got to keep those users engaged. Right. And if engagement means cute little videos with filters and stickers, like that's what they're going to do. Um, whereas engagement 10 years ago, five years ago was like, let's post articles and let's post comments and images. The new, the new generation wants stories. So who are we to say no, by the way, this is only us and Canada. I know we have a a global audience. So unfortunately a lot of people won't know what we're talking about or care. Um, so it's not quite global yet. Um, I've been playing around with it. Um, you get, you know, you get to see who's seen your stories. Uh, so there's some engagement there. Just like in Facebook. That wasn't, yes, just like Facebook. They're, co- dude, everybody copies everybody. Oh, like, I get it. I get it. It's just, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, do you want to be another Facebook or do you want to try to evolve into something that changes the industry? Like TikTok, again, we're talking about videos, but still we're talking about something. Yeah, that's innovative. That's innovation, right? Oh. And, and this is not innovation. And again, I just don't think it embodies that of which a professional network should actually innovate. That's just, again, that's, that's, that's my opinion. Yeah. I mean, they, they put in a pool and uh, you're not a pool guy, (laughs) I guess, but this was not the only thing that they launched. Uh, They also launched uh, some video messaging. So again, you know, they're, they're FaceTiming as well so that they're copying that stuff, which everyone is, but they've integrated interestingly uh, the video messaging integrates with blue jeans, zoom and Microsoft teams Conveniently, Slack was not on the list, nor was uh, Facebook at work. So you're going to have to wait probably forever for that ing- integration to happen. And they've also put in, pulled in a little bit of Google uh, strategy by universalizing, if that's a word, uh, their search results. So before, uh, you know, you use keywords and you'd sort of see your network. Now it's going to pull in your network. It's going to pull in jobs. It's going to pull in stories. It's going to pull in like a lot of different stuff on your search results page. So yeah, we've, we've got the full copy of Google, uh, FaceTime and, uh, Snapchat in the latest LinkedIn update. So there you go, Chad. Yeah. Talk about fucking spaghetti. Hell yeah. (laughs) Indeed is making a flex. I think the SIFT acquisition is actually bearing fruit, at least in in this iteration, because this looks, feels, tastes like SIFT, which was the acquisition they had over in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. I like this a lot. Um, This is a, a play on the gig economy. 
Um, we've talked about players like Snagajob, mm-hmm. uh, Paired. We've talked about which is strictly sort of the the dining service industry. Um, you remember uh, Talru used had a had an app called Apply. Do you remember that? Probably mm-hmm. not. That was a few years ago. So, mm-hmm. so this is a this is not a new idea. But for Indeed to do it, um, I think is smart. I think they can scale it. I think they have the name to make it work and the numbers. And obviously, the the workforce is going in this direction. They're going into more gigs. They're going into more right flexible opportunities where they can pick their Damn. hours. They can pick the companies. Um, it's more of a marketplace idea. Um, so I, I like it. I think it's one of the best things they've done. I, I don't love the name. Like, why not just flex by Indeed or something and then eventually phase out the Indeed logo? They are taking this seriously because it's its own domain. And they also have uh, a separate, I think, LinkedIn account and social media accounts just for flex. So this looks like this is a commitment that they're making to uh, the future and in the gig economy. And it's also a nice play against Google, uh, who probably is not going to get in that game anytime soon. So it's hedging their bets on on different things. Yeah, the, the domain is indeed flex, by the way. So I don't think they're going to lose indeed. Uh, just let's dig into sh- to Sift real quick. So it's a temp... Yeah job agency in the UK. Uh, They work through their temp staffing app, which means, and this is from the, the SIFT site, quote, we cut out the middleman providing high quality, reliable staff to employers and on demand shifts to job seekers working in hospitality events industrial sectors, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what flex feels like that. I'm not hundred percent sure that it is, but it feels like yeah. It. Yeah. Um, it, it. They have points where you uh, get confirmed for shifts instantly, choose your pay, set your pay and see which employers are matching your preferences. This sounds more like Tinder for jobs to me than anything, but the business model, let's talk about the business model. And this is what I don't like. Uh, it seems as if they are taking the temp staffing model on and they're just mm-hmm. layering tech into it when the model actually needs to be blown up. It's kind of like we were just talking about with, with uh, LinkedIn, you know, they're just adding shit that already exists when it really needs to be reinvented. If you think about it, seriously, indeed, won the market by entering into CPC. They changed what everybody else was doing. They didn't They didn't try to do the exact same thing Monster was. They changed. They could more easily become the backbone of staffing agencies and become the platform for all staffing instead of competing with staffing. So, I mean, this isn't a Trojan horse model, which means it's not the Indeed way. Also, yeah. what about Prime or higher or whatever they're calling it this day, these days? It just it seems like they're not doing business the way that they they were geared and they originally took over the market, which was via Trojan horse. This is not it. I mean, they're going yeah. directly head to head with other temp agencies, and that to me makes no sense. But it we've also talked a lot about indeed becoming a staffing agency. Do you think this is another step toward that, that reality? So let's, let's talk about Uber works real quick, right? Yeah. Who's down the drain. Uber works yeah. came, came out and they tried this, this exact type of thing from what it's, it feels like. And they went down the drain they, now they did try to pivot to do exactly what I'm talking about right out of the gate. Because if you think about it, actually paying all these people through your platform, and doing all those different things and trying to manage the complexity of people 
payments, taxes, all that shit makes no fucking sense, right? Mm -hmm. Unless you provide the tech to staffing companies and they are in charge of all of that. Now, Uber works, tried doing that, but they were way too late in the game, right? I think if Indeed did that and they became the tech, like the Intel inside of the staffing agencies and they made it more efficient, which would increase the actual margins, let's say, for staffing companies. And it was a software as a service as opposed to a staffing agency that was just had better tech. I think that makes more sense and it blows things up more for them. That is more of a Trojan horse indeed way of doing business. Yeah. So I, uh, <laughs> the, so the podcast I was on, uh, the flex the recruitment flex, I think yeah. it was, uh, so, uh, interesting that we're talking about flex. Uh, anyway, so they were asking about indeed's model and, and I thought it's a little bit like Carvana. And I was talking to two Canadians who didn't know what Carvana was. Uh, so Carvana is basically like these big, uh, buildings that are glass and you see these cars in them and then you buy the car online, you take this big coin, uh, you put the coin in the slot and then the car comes down from the building or the, the little skyscraper thing and you get your car and you're, you're on your way. Right. So they're still selling cars, but they're putting tech into it. They're trying to be cool about it. Um, like part of me, when you said that, like, do you think that indeed is sort of trying to create this hybrid model of yes, we're staffing, but we're doing it in a, we're doing it in a cool new way. So it doesn't feel like staffing. Yeah. But that's like a single transaction for a car that you'll do once every so many years. This is over, over and over and over and over transactions that are, that are associated to one person. Right. And and then you have to then you have to pull the taxes for that and you have to do all those things. And it's like, look, if you don't compete with staffing agencies, temp staffing agencies or staffing agencies, then guess what? You can prospectively be the tech that powers all of them, which means you get all the money. And I think this is the wrong choice. Well, clearly, I need to stop being uh, Jay Leno wannabe and buying 20 cars a year. And maybe I can understand (laughs) what you're talking about. Whether you're struggling to fill high-volume hourly roles or looking for long-term full-time talent, your recruiting toolkit needs to be lean and mean as you adjust with fewer resources, tighter budgets, and rapid hiring needs in a saturated and competitive market. Posting jobs shouldn't be a lengthy, risky, or fruitless process. You can count on Job AdX to be your force maximizer. Automate the details of your programmatic job ad distribution, candidate targeting, and budget management so you can focus your energy on the big picture and human aspects of recruiting top talent. Reach relevant candidates effortlessly across 200 sites in the U.S. and Canada. Simply upload a feed of your jobs and set your budget in less than five minutes. We do the rest. Getting an influx of applicants already that just aren't the right fit? JobAdX presents your jobs to targeted candidates based on their job preferences to get granular. Now your advertising spend can go towards more relevant candidates, not just more applicants. What's more, your JobAdX programmatic campaigns now reach the government job bank systems in over 30 states, giving you centralized access to the majority of active job seekers eager to get off of unemployment and get back to work. Send us a note today with your unique challenge to see how we can help you in the new state of recruiting. Make the next step forward and start your results-focused campaign now at JobAdX.com. That's J-O-B-A-D-X.com. Drones. Bring in the drones. In your house. Yep. 
<laughs> Amazon introduced this with their partnership with uh, Ring, I believe. Partnership? They—that's no partnership. They bought fucking Ring. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so this is an autonomous indoor security camera that flies around your house, like in the house, not the parameter of the house, in the house. If Amazon doesn't integrate Home Alone into their marketing, this is a big miss. <laughs> That's a good point. It's it's called the Always Home Cam, so they've already got Home, you know, in the name. Uh, this thing will be two hundred fifty dollars, and will be available in twenty twenty one. I'm guessing that it won't be in the 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 SoWash household. I have been looking at Ring cameras, but it's just it's one mm-hmm. of those things where we already have so many devices. Uh, not to mention my phone follows me everywhere I go. It's funny. People are talking yeah. about like the all the bullshit conspiracy theories about, oh, my God, when we get the coronavirus, uh, you know, shot, they're going to have uh, they're going to have trackers in it. And it's like, motherfucker, yeah. you already have a tracker. You carry your phone everywhere. Yeah. So I have to think about I have to think about, you know, does it even matter that there's a little bot that that pops up at night and kind of rolls around, you know, my crib? Yeah. But it just seems weird. But I'm telling you now, 250 bucks is fucking cheap. Now, I know it's probably an add-on to the entire Ring home security system, but that is cheap to have yeah. some hovering future tech shit in your house. I mean, that's fucking that's, – that's pretty cool and scary. I guess the fear is if it ever gets hacked, then someone knows exactly every corner of your house if they want to uh, do bad things to you. Do you ever feel like Amazon just does this stuff for press? Like they had the they had the delivery delivery drone a few years ago that got <laughs> like on sixty minutes. They had like the delivery blimp that sort of le- unleashed all of these drones. There were videos online about the Amazon blimp. And now we have the the crazy ass drone that that roams around your house. Uh, if they're not doing it for press, they do get the press. Well, yeah, but if you think about it, people already have cameras set up all over the inside of their house already, right? So instead of yeah, instead of doing that, you have cameras uh, in your house. You have a drone. I I don't. I said people. I, people I'm not saying are- I'm not saying everybody, but those people. Would I guarantee you, especially the tech, all those technophobes, they they're not going to want it, but the technophiles will, right? Yeah. And there are plenty of them to spend two hundred and fifty bucks to be able to get on your phone and show your buddy, hey, watch this. I'm going to scare my wife. <laughs> yeah, I do like this for two things. One is long trips. Me personally, I hate when when we're gone for a long trip and I'm like, shit, okay. And and we're paranoid, right? It's like we lock the door in the garage. We like we're super conscious when we go for for long trips. So if this thing could sort of keep an eye on things while we're gone, like that would be something I would be down with. Every day I'd be a little bit weary. And the other thing in terms of, you know, the content of the show. This shit's coming to an office space near you. Like there are going to be companies that that get this thing, and they're going to be drones flying around the office, whether you're in at work or not, um, watching you, watching what's going on. They already watch your email and everything else. Why not just watch you with a drone flying around the office? So those are two things that I could see definitely gaining traction with the drone. I need a beer. <laughs> Make that too. We out. We out. Thank you for listening to, what's it called? The podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know. And yet, you're listening. It's incredible. 
expand. Not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses. And not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.